It's time for Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, where we talk all things Illini along with other area national sports. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. You can also email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here are your hosts, Lauren Tate and Steve Kelly. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk on the first day of August. We're with you until at least 11 o'clock today on a busy Saturday morning. Lauren Tate is here. We have plenty of items to talk about on uh, this particular Saturday morning, brought to you by the Pella Window Store, Illini Pella Windows and Doors. We'll start off with some breaking news from overnight. Uh, shortly after 8 o'clock last night, Io Dusumu on his Twitter account, uh, made the announcement uh, that he will indeed return to the University of Illinois for year number three. He says he would like to get that national championship. Kofi Coburn expected to make a similar announcement. Um, One o'clock today. This afternoon, early this afternoon. Yep. So uh, big so times for back Illinois to basketball. Back. I think it was planned, Steve. Each, each one has his day. That's right. That's the way they should do it. And uh, so we'll be talking about that all the way through. And Io, just in my mind, with with that particular move, kind of cemented his legacy in, in Illinois basketball. If we only have a season, that's, that's the That's right. Part. That's the next thing you cross your fingers for yeah. is if there'll Illinois be a basketball ready season. ready in football and basketball if they just have seasons. I'd say basketball is more likely right now, but uh, who knows what, what's going to happen in the next few Off months. There's a lot of talk within the staff here about the possibility of not starting until January the 1st. Um, I don't know why they would wait till then. <laughs> I don't know the difference between December 1st and January 1st, but there's at least a, there's that talk going on, and there's a lot of talk at the Big Ten office about the same thing. We'll talk more about Io and Kofi and what that means as we move our way through our show today here on WDWS, and we welcome in the listeners on Light Rock 97.5, WHMS as well, doing a little simulcast of our program today. Our first guest Mary Henson is in the studio with us. Of course, earlier this week, at midweek, we learned of the passing of everybody's friend, Lou Henson, and certainly our thoughts and uh, prayers have been with you for, for quite a few uh, weeks, uh, Mary, and uh, we're happy to see you this morning. How are you? Thank you so much, Steve. It, it, it's nice to be here. It really is. It's good to see old friends again. And you, uh, over the years, you saw the popularity of, of your husband, and you kind of were... You were right there for everything. It's just, it was a great ride for you, wasn't it? Well, it certainly was. I, uh, early on in our marriage, I decided I better get on board or I'm going to be left behind. <laughs> so that's, that's what I chose to do, and that's what I did. And oh my gosh. It's How did you and fabulous. Lou meet? How did we meet? Oh, that's a, okay, the Jolly Green Giant had a lot to do with that. Because Lou came up from Oklahoma with a, a, some of his college buddies and his, some of his brothers, and they came up to Lanark, Illinois, where we had a green giant pea and corn uh, canning factory, and they um, worked three consecutive summers there, and I met Lou the last month of the last summer he would have ever been in Lanark, Illinois. 
And he always says, yeah, I almost escaped. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't quite. He didn't quite. (laughs) You know, Mary, uh, one of the great things I remember when we went to Oklahoma, when he was named to the Hall of Fame for the state of Oklahoma, and you were up there on the, you know, up on the stage with Lou, standing right next to him, and he was answering questions, and something came up, and I remember you said something to the effect, we did this together. Now, t- what, what, was your, what were your exact words? I don't remember. <laughs> I couldn't remember that. If you <laughs> No, I, I don't remember what well, I, I said. Well, I think you made a really good point that it was, it was a combination a deal. Team, I mean, it was teamwork. Is that what yeah, yeah. I, probably I said exactly. teamwork? Because that's the, the key word in our, in our family. In the last, the last couple of years have really been tough on you, I know, and, and I don't think people fully understand that, you know, Lou was really fading, and, and there was nothing you could do about it, really. That's it's right. It's amazing he That's stayed right. on, I thought, as long as he did. Oh, uh, d- you know, during these 17 years, I can't tell you the number of times we thought we had lost him. Uh, well, Lauren, you all remember the viral encephalitis many years ago, uh, probably 15 or 16 years ago, and uh, when you and some 40. of the buddies from Champagne, yeah. Jim Wright, and and uh, Dean Stewart and some of those guys came down to to see him. Hey, we we thought we'd lost him then because not many people survive viral encephalitis over 70 years old. And we thought, oh my gosh, this might be, you know, but oh no, not resilient Lou. <laughs> he just battled him, battled back like the warrior he was. Well, basketball coaches and coaches of all types tend to move around a little bit, and Lou did that in the, the early part of his career, and you were right there going to, to, to Hardin-Simmons, New Mexico State, before coming here. Talk a little bit about that and, and just having, you know, moving around every few years. Well, we really didn't. We were only at, I mean, we did move, of course, but when I think about other coaches' right. careers, oh, my gosh, we practically, you know, were stationary. Um, we went from Las Cruces High, where he was highly successful, and then to Hardin Simmons, where he um, he may, he he accomplished at Hardin Simmons one of the um, most important things that he he felt he did in his career was to promote the integration of Hardin Simmons University in the time period of early 60s where I'm telling you it was not a pretty scene any place in the south or any any place really but things were taking place that needed to take place and and uh, so he uh, was successful there and then we moved back to New Mexico State and then he built that program to uh, culminate in the final four. You know, I, I recall that he told me that Mississippi uh, did not allow black athletes at that time. And he, when he was recruiting for Hardin Simmons, he went to Mississippi to recruit black athletes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he had, <laughs> I'm laughing because I was thinking about him getting in his little VW Beetle <laughs> and heading out for Mississippi because. You know, private schools don't have any money generally. I mean, you know, small private schools. And so our budget was zilch. And so when he uh, 
uh, left in his beetle, he, he really was happy he had that because the, uh, he'd get great gas mileage. And he wouldn't have to stop at too many gas stations because every t gas station he stopped at in Mississippi, they were right on him wondering why. I see that you have an Illinois, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, a Texas tag. Why are you here in our town? <laughs> I mean, they absolutely, everybody attacked him, basically, when he showed up. And he'd say, well, I'm just a basketball coach, and I'm here to look at um, uh, the talent available and maybe recruit some of the players. And so they would generally let that go and send him on his way. Well, I don't know what they were going to do if, he, right. what, if it wasn't a good answer. But once anybody met Lou, that <laughs> everybody loved him at that point, so he could go anywhere he wanted. Well, at, at Harden, when he was at Harden Simmons, he was just building the program, right. and and he wasn't uh, that well known. But he, you know, he was. Yeah, but I'm talking about the kind of man he was. Oh right? yes, oh yes. Mm -hmm. He's never met a stranger. That's true. Never been a nicer guy that I've ever met. Well, and, and I, a lot of I think I share. I would the, have to agree with that. <laughs> when. The job came open at Illinois, and you being an Illinois native, what were your thoughts on the possibility of him taking that job? Well, the reason I felt that we would be coming here uh, is because uh, we were, Lou was friends with Cecil Coleman. I mean, he, he wasn't really friends, but he uh, knew him very well because they were both athletics director at their each each uh, university. Uh, Cecil had been at Wichita State and Lou at New Mexico State. They were in the same conference. And uh, so the Missouri Valley Conference. And so they knew each other. And of course, Cecil was very impressed with Lou because he had seen all of his teams play and he knew how tough, you know, tough they usually were. And so that's, uh, that's why I felt like we had a good chance to come here. And um, then would, when Would Oklahoma you have come here if you had not uh, pref preferred it, you personally? Because he had an offer from Oklahoma at the yes. same time. Oh, well, there wasn't any choice there. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to come to Illinois, and my, or my extended family would have hung me up. I mean, they would, they would not have liked that, that's for sure. They would not have liked that. Visiting with Mary Henson. She's going to be with us until about the bottom of the hour in our first uh, half hour of the uh, show. It's awful hard on a career like Coach had and you had with him to pick favorite memories, but give me a couple. A couple of favorite memories with Lou or of his that I think? Either way. Yeah. Well, Both. Of course, one of our first favorite memories was having our children, and we had them one, two, and three. Every year we had, <laughs> and we had three under three at one time, and then um, seven years later we had our, our baby. Of course, we, you know, that was big. That was really big in our lives. It changed our entire perspective of life, of course, as it always does, and um, and then the three, I think Lou always said 
the most satisfying uh, victories he had were, were those three consecutive state championships. He was absolutely so proud of them because he had taken these young men. Uh, 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 talk about diversity. We, you know, we just had a wonderful uh, group of guys that learned to play together, that loved each other, and and won those uh, three. Con and he he said at that time that it was, and has throughout the years that that maybe as proud uh, of uh, an effort as he, as he um, uh, had felt. You know, in other words, he was, sure. it was excellent for him to, to uh, have the, uh, that behind him. Because that's what he, his goal was to just win uh, one high school championship and then to do that and then go on. Yeah, that was very gratifying. You know, before Lou came here, I, I, I looked this up. The first 16, he's coached 16 years before he came to Illinois, I think, or maybe more. I'm, but the first 16 years, he won 339 games. <laughs> that that was a number I did. That includes all those. I, I think one year you were like 28 and 1 at, at Las Cruces High School. Uh, yes, that, we probably were. And mm -hmm. and uh, and that the way he turned. Uh, you know, this was he took he took over three terrible teams, by the way, Harden Simmons, and certainly New Mexico State. They only won four games a year. He came there, and then the University of Illinois was really down. We won five games uh, one year and eight wins the other year before he he took over. So he he took uh, he had a he he didn't uh, inherit any great teams anywhere he went. He was a program builder. Yeah. He really that was his forte. Mm -hmm. He absolutely uh, and he was willing to sacrifice, willing to work. His work ethic was uh, was beyond any that you can think of because Well now wait a minute, how did you get along with a guy that got up at three and four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> well, he got up and he went out and uh, uh looked at film. That yeah. he kept out of you know, he let me sleep. <laughs> as long as the babies would let me sleep. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. We, and I do love to sleep in when I can, I have to admit. But he was so good about that. And even when he was very ill and we were there alone, he would get himself out of that bed, get him into his wheel, himself into the wheelchair, go in and fix himself toast and so forth so I could sleep in. It was just amazing. And of course, I he shouldn't be doing that. You know, he shouldn't have been doing that, but he did it because he wanted to let me have some extra rest. He was just a very thoughtful guy. We're visiting with Mary Henson. It is 915 WDWS WHMS Champaign-Urbana. This is Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. We'll take our first break. Mary will stay with us for another 15 minutes or so. We'll have Mark Coombs join us after this. Stay with us. We're back in just a moment. I'm Chaz Holder.